the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Bob Bernie Live. Debated for, uh, I've debated for two days, yesterday and today, whether I should, whether I should get into this story, and um, I think I will. Uh, not to be controversial, not to be contentious, but I, I, I for for a, a good reason. All right, here's the headline. There are no African-American saints. A lay Catholic group seeks to change that. Uh, It's a lengthy story from a Catholic source that uh, some African-American Catholic groups are quite upset that so far there are no African-American saints. Not yet. There are some, and I and I don't mean this in a disparaging way, but it, there are some that are in the pipeline, because in Catholic doctrine there is a a process, and it takes a long time to become a saint, and it is extremely, 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 extremely rare for anyone to be declared a saint by the Catholic Church. So the article says, frustrated with a church that didn't reflect his identity, Ralph Moore went into St. Pius Church in West Baltimore late one night with his friends and painted the statues of Jesus and Mary black. Quote, a parting shot before he left Catholicism. He recalled the Stations of the Cross depiction, He painted Jesus black, but leaving white, the Roman soldiers abusing him, tugging at his clothes. To him, this was the statement of black liberation. We were just trying to make the church relevant. And then it goes on, why are all the images white, and so on and so forth. And and that's, okay, that's that's a, a valid concern. Now, throughout the history of the Catholic Church, there are little more than 10,000 men and women recognized as saints. That's That's through all of history. Of those, there are 11 Americans, and none of them African American. Now, why do I bring this up? And I I do not in any way, shape, or form want to offend our Catholic listeners. And I've got a bunch of Catholic listeners, and I am grateful for every one of them. I really am. And so that's why I've debated for two days whether to even 
bring this up. But here's my reason. I read this. There are no African-American saints. And my response is, there are many, 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 many African-American saints. I know a bunch of them. In fact, I am absolutely positive. I am speaking to a whole host of African-American saints. Now, why do I say that? Again, please understand, not to be contentious, but trying to be biblical. If you know anything about the book of 1 Corinthians in the New Testament, you know that Paul was writing the book of 1 Corinthians to the church at Corinth. It was a local church in Corinth that, as far as we know, Paul probably established it trained disciples, and then they began meeting and and uh, uh, maturing and reproducing and so forth. But the church began to go astray. You might call it backsliding. Yeah, the church at Corinth backslid big time. And Paul, when he gets over into the meat of his letter, his epistle to the church at Corinth, he begins listing their sin. And if you can think it, it was active in the church at Corinth. They were immature. They were carnal. They were fighting with each other. They were covetous of each other. They were involved in sexual immorality. These are the members of the church. And and again, most of you understand that if you, if you don't read through the, the book of 1 Corinthians and read the list of sins that were active within the church. In fact, at one point, Paul says, the Gentiles don't even think about the stuff that you're doing. The pagans don't even think about the stuff that you're doing. And boy, he reads the riot act to them. So the church at Corinth was not exactly a church you would probably want to join or be a part of. And yet, if you read the first three verses of his epistle, now, the epistles of Paul, well, the epistles anyone wrote, would have a salute. They would have the salutation. Paul would identify himself, who he was, and so forth. And then he would address his audience. Now, who was his audience? A bunch of backslidden, fighting, carnal, immature, sinful Christians who are followers of Christ. And how does he address them? To those that are called to be saints. He refers to these people as saints. In fact, Paul often referred to other believers as saints, to the saints here, to the saints there, to the saints there. 
And the only conclusion, the only realistic conclusion that we can reach is if you accept Christ as Savior and become a born-again believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a saint. Paul was addressing the saints at Corinth. So it's obvious that you don't have to live a you have to have faith in Christ. That is the determination. That is the qualification to be a born-again believer. And born-again believers are to strive for perfection and holiness and godliness, but we know that we all fall short. So, why do we even bring this story to your attention? To knock Catholic doctrine? No, of course not. To be controversial or contentious? No. But to encourage. These activists are convinced there is no such thing as an African-American saint. I beg to differ. And if you are an African-American and you know Jesus Christ as Savior, Paul, pretty good authority, Paul would consider you to be a saint. In fact, you're listening to St. Bob. (laughs) And I'm not trying to be facetious. It is wonderfully encouraging to know that the grace of God is so strong, so powerful, that someone who is a sinner separated from God because of their sin... Once they trust Jesus Christ as personal Savior, are considered to be a saint. The headline says there are no African-American saints. I disagree. And I'm talking to a bunch of them right now. Be encouraged in that. Seriously. Be encouraged. If those folks at Corinth were saints, we are, if we know Christ as Savior. and equality. And we should. There should be equality and there should be equity, but uh, you know it's like love and acceptance. Those who talk about it the most practice it the least. Have you noticed that? Those who are always talking about we've got to be tolerant. We've got to accept everyone. They are tolerant and accepting if you agree with them. If you don't agree with them, oh, there is no acceptance or tolerance. In fact, they will destroy you. Yeah, those who talk most about love and acceptance and tolerance, 
usually practice it the least. And the same is true with equality and equity, particularly equity. Those who talk about it the most practice it the least. Can I give you an illustration? Y'all know what happened on January 6th, the riot in our nation's capital. It was dumb. It was really, really dumb. Uh, Do we blame the president, President Trump? No. No, I, I don't think he's to blame at all. And I wish, I wish, I wish the news media would quit referring to it as an insurrection. Now, take a minute. You know, if if you want if if you want the truth, take a minute and look up the definition of insurrection and then look at what happened on January 6th. It wasn't an insurrection. It was a riot. There's no doubt about it. It was dumb. It was really stupid. And those who attacked the police should be prosecuted. Those who caused violence and destruction, broke things, they should be prosecuted. I don't have any problem with that at all. And I I know the conspiracies. Well, the police just let them in. Well, you know, whatever. I'm not going to get into all the conspiracies and so forth. All I'm saying is those who broke the law, it is against the law to attack police. It is against the law to break into any building, particularly a federal building. Those who broke the law should be prosecuted. But they should be prosecuted righteously. And I mean that in the purest sense. Not ridiculously. All right? So, we have several people now that have been sentenced because of January 6th, and some of them to some pretty severe sentencing, and a number of those people were held in jail for weeks and weeks and weeks. Absolutely wrong. Contrast that to this story that I'm holding in my hand. Headline, Portland, that's Portland, Oregon, Portland Antifa rioter charged with assaulting police has case dismissed after 30 hours of community service. It is the story of Eva Warner. Well, it's also the story of Joshua Warner. Well, which one? Well, Eva Warner is Joshua Warner, and Joshua Warner is Eva Warner. It just depends on the day. Some days he feels like a man. Sometimes he feels like a woman. Sometimes he feels pretty. Sometimes he doesn't. So I'm serious. He goes by both Eva Warner and Joshua Warner, and he, she, have been arrested under both names. Well, this individual was arrested and charged last year with assaulting police in the Portland, Oregon riots. A federal charge was made against Eva Warner and Joshua Warner. He was released without bail. Yeah, 
felony civil disorder. And by the way, assault of a policeman, too. Released without bail. Released without bail. Uh, One week later, arrested again. This time, breaking windows, setting fire to an office of the Portland Police Association office. Yeah, setting fire to a police building. Uh, Setting vehicles on fire, dumpsters on fire, etc. Released without bond. One week later, arrested again. And this time, charged with second-degree criminal mischief in connection with another riot. And once again, released from custody without bail. In the riots in Portland, this individual was arrested a total of three times, one time on federal charges. One of the times, he or she was trying to blind police officers with a laser, shining it into the eyes of police. That was considered an assault on police officers. Okay, that's what the rioters in Washington, D.C. on January 6th were charged with. And again, if they truly assaulted police, I have no problem with them being charged and prosecuted. Well, that's what this individual did three times. Arrested three times. Well, the federal charges have been dropped. Yeah, just dismissed. Because this individual did 30 hours of community service. Scott Eric Asfog, the acting U.S. attorney for the District of Oregon, asked the court, quote, to dismiss with prejudice the indictment against Warner in the best interests of justice, noting that the defendant had performed 30 hours of community service. Um, where are those screaming about equality and equity? Hmm. Yeah. Like I said, those who talk most about it practice it the least. All right, we've got to take a break, quick break, and we'll be back with the 5 o'clock hour. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 